Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com New Zealand Cannabis Legalization News. Hi, I'm Tom. You can find me by Googling Cannabis Lawyer and clicking on my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, an online resource for all your questions about the legal cannabis industry. And on today's very special episode of... That's right, we're going to talk all about cannabis legalization in New Zealand. We're going to take a deep dive, so don't forget to smash those likes, give us a thumbs up, especially if you are from down under, which may not just be Australia. Fun story, I actually used to work with a lot of Kiwis uh, back in 2004 when I was an English teacher in Korea. Korea has not yet gotten to where New Zealand's getting. You see, on September 19, 2020, New Zealand may vote to legalize cannabis by referendum. The people get to decide in a non-binding vote whether they should legalize it, which for some reason legalize it would be spelled with an S instead of a Z down there. If the Kiwis vote to legalize cannabis, then their legislature may introduce a bill that will make the will of their people into law. Interestingly, the government has already drafted a 154-page bill with a 41-page summary. Now, those are both found down in the comments, so feel free to peruse the 154-page bill. We're gonna dissect it a little bit right now. Uh, it's interesting that it's a non-binding vote, and then the New Zealand government would probably introduce substantially the same bill that they're offering right now and seeing if the people want to pass into law. How many people? New Zealand has about 5 million people living there, which means it would be a cannabis market about the size of Oregon uh, once it is fully mature. According to cannabis data firm BDSA, Oregon's total cannabis market sold $84.5 million of product in April 2020. Therefore, the New Zealand cannabis market might be worth about a billion dollars when fully mature in a few years. The New Zealand cannabis law will allow people over the age of 20 to buy cannabis, consume cannabis at home, or at a licensed premises, social use. It also includes purchase limits for being in public and for a purchase limit of 14 grams, which is half an ounce. The bill includes home grow, but sets a limit of two plants per person or four plants per household. However, if you pick the right strains and know how to grow really well, those few plants can yield ounces and ounces, if not pounds. I, um, of course, we're talking to kiwis, so it would be grams and grams, if not kilograms, uh, that are growing their own in their basements, or I'm not sure if New Zealand has basements. Uh, the home growers with more than they need may also gift up to 14 grams to other adults, but it remains a crime to give people cannabis 
in New Zealand if they are 19 or younger. New Zealand cannabis law contemplates numerous different types of licenses. The law also provides for many different types of controlled activity that require a cannabis license. The cannabis controlled activities that New Zealand's law has includes one, a nursery activity, two, micro cultivation activity, three, cultivation activity, four, processing activity, five, wholesaling and distribution activity, six, retail activity, seven, consumption premises activity, eight, nursery retail activity, nine, research activity, 10, testing activity, and 11, destruction activity. The different types of cannabis controlled activities all require a license. New Zealand proposes restrictions on the number of licenses, which seemingly prohibits vertical integration because it says that a person may only hold one of the following types of licenses. A cannabis production license may include nursery activity, cultivation activity, micro-cultivation, processing activity, wholesale and distribution activity, nursery retail activity, research activity, and distribution activity. In addition to the cannabis production license, New Zealand also allows for a testing license and a cannabis distribution license. The cannabis distribution license may hold the key to vertical integration because it enables for the distribution of the cannabis for its retail sale and perhaps even its public consumption. The law points you to Schedule 2, which is just a chart. Let's go over it now. This Schedule 2 permits vertical integration but separates people from holding both a cultivation and a micro-cultivation license which is common in the industry to protect the craft players from the large market players. The proposed New Zealand cannabis law also places further restrictions on who may hold a cannabis license. The law requires that any license holder be a New Zealand citizen, so don't think you can expand into the country. Much like other states in the United States, you can not import or export cannabis from New Zealand. And of course, New Zealand is a country and not a state. But on the international level, a state is a country, so in that sense, it is a state. Uh, social equity also somewhat comes into the 154-page bill. It provides nothing really concrete, which is why I say somewhat. Nothing compared to Illinois' social equity provisions, but Section 85 of the New Zealand Cannabis Law incorporates the interests of the indigenous Maori people. The law proposes to represent Maori people and those from economically disadvantaged areas Plus, they go further to incorporate the Wanao. <sighs> totally pushed that one. Or the family of the Maori people. Further, they want to promote the employment in the cannabis industry for the Maori people. So this really actually sounds strikingly similar to the social equity applicants in Illinois, but uh, I didn't see any point scoring for these social equity applicants. Maybe we haven't seen the point scoring yet for the different types of licenses and the application process therein. All in all, it looks like a great bill. It allows for legal cannabis for adults 20 and over up to half an ounce in public, which may also be gifted, and you can hold enough cannabis licenses to have a vertically integrated cannabis business, but only if you are from New Zealand. Plus. The New Zealand Cannabis Law offers social equity aspects to the Maori people. The application process itself looks quite similar in other jurisdictions. So one day, maybe we will help some Kiwis into the cannabis industry and do some good for their country. Yeah, nah, most of them will probably do it for the money, but it looks like that money is going to good use.
Thanks for joining us on the New Zealand Cannabis Legalization Update. Don't forget to smash those likes and subscribes. If you have any questions about your country's cannabis laws or your state's cannabis laws, please drop them in the comments. And of course, we will see you Wednesdays at 2 on another episode of...